0: That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Score! The Cards win! The Cards win! They walk them off! The Cards win! And they see new life here in Omaha!
1: You're listening to the 3rd and Central Podcast, powered by the state of Louisville. Now, here's Matt McGavick. Welcome in, everyone, to
0: another episode of the 3rd and Central Podcast, the only podcast that's dedicated solely to the Louisville baseball program and is hosted on the state of Louisville Network. Once again, I'm Louisville Report Deputy Editor Matt McGavick, joined by Rivals Baseball Contributor Matt Sikovic, and the postseason is finally here. That's right. After a fifty-one, fifty-two, I'm not. I lost track already of the how many games we had in the regular season because of COVID. But regardless, that's now in the past. Postseason's finally here. I mean, there's not as much palpable buzz in years past. We're about to get into that. But, anyways, Matt, how you
1: doing today? Matt, I'm doing well. Like I said, uh, same same thing here. Ready for postseason baseball? Hopefully, Louisville going to take part in it this year. Uh, the weather's finally broke around here. It seems like we went from winter straight into summer, so 80-degree weather from here on out. Perfect baseball weather, so ready to get started with the postseason.
0: Yeah, for me, for pa- perfect baseball weather means the allergies get kicked in the high gear. So for all you listeners out there, if I sound kind of scratchy, uh, well, allergies have been uh, kicking my rear end for the last <laughs> week, so I apologize in advance. And I know, Matt, you can relate to that, too. I mean, welcome to the Ohio Valley, am I right? I see,
1: yeah, Welcome to Kentucky this time of the year. God, yeah, it's
0: been awful. But, anyways, like you said, we're talking about the postseason, and there's a there's a very very good chance that Louisville, strangely enough, might not go to the postseason. There there was some talk early uh, early in the uh, the season that they might not host the regional. Now they might not even get to the postseason. And uh, before we get in further into that, let's kind of recap what happened since we last recorded. Uh, they first went down to North Carolina. Uh, they didn't get a single one there. They got swept 0-3. You know, first went down 1-5 0-5, and then 5-10. They bounced back, came back home for the last week of the regular season. They started off the week on a high note, had a eight to six midweek win over USC Upstate, which I mean that doesn't sound like at face value like a great win, but they actually had a pretty solid RPI. They were they were a quadrant one victory. And at that point, Louisville needed all of the, the NCAA tournament resume padding they could get at that point. But um, it, that was kind of all for naught because after that, they ended the regular season with a three-game sweep to the hands of the Miami Hurricanes, losing 1-6, to 0-2, and 2-3. to And, of course, as min- many knew up to this point, they were not chosen as a regional host. Uh, the NCAA did something a little bit different this year instead of waiting until the end of conference championship weekend they decided to assign 20 predetermined uh potential regional host sites just so they can get their ducks in a row because of the covid pandemic and whatnot and unfortunately louisville was not chosen and we we kind of saw that might come uh but at that time louisville was still solidly squarely whatever you want to say the top 20 team at that point so it was a, a little bit eyebrow raising to see that they weren't they weren't selected as an as an NCAA regional host, but the way they finished down the stretch, uh, now maybe maybe they saw something that we didn't, but we're going to get to that in a moment. But like I said earlier, regular season is now in the rearview mirror, and now we're heading squarely into the postseason. First up on the docket is the ACC Baseball Championship. Before I go any further, I don't know why they just don't just simply call it the ACC tournament and why they have to call it the ACC Baseball Championship. I always think of just the actual – final game of the tournament when they call it that, but th- that's just me. That's just a a <laughs> quarrel. Make haunted. it so much easier. Yeah, I know, really. But anyways, uh, but I, I, I digress. They were awarded the number seven seed in the ACC Baseball Championship, which is a little bit low for Louisville standards under head coach Dan McDonald, but nevertheless, they were still squarely in there, and they're going to be going off against number two seeded Georgia Tech and number 11 seeded Clemson, but we'll get further into that. But a lot of people when They hear things like, oh, they weren't chosen as regional hosts, they got the number seven seed in the ACC tournament. They might be thinking, well, what happened? I wasn't Louisville baseball like having a, a somewhat solid season recently, and they were up until about a month ago. Um, they were supposed to be hosting Pitt, which was going to be a good se- what we thought was a good series until Pitt kind of had a collapse of their own, but. They ended up having that ser- that home series with Pitt canceled because of COVID issues with the Panthers. And then as a result, they had a nine, 10-day layoff, something to that effect. And then once they finally got back on the diamond, they just didn't look like themselves at all. There was a 14-game stretch between this, the first games after the cancellation of the Pitt series up to the end of the regular season. 14 games. They went 4-10. and 10. During that stretch since April, the, the, since the weekend of April 23rd to the 23th. Before that, they were batting 299 on the years and scoring an average of 7.4 runs per game. And the pitching staff had a somewhat respectable ERA of uh, 4.32 as a team, averaging 9.2 strikeouts for nine innings, accompanied by 4.6 walks. I mean, under Roger Williams, they've always averaged like a decent amount of walks, but they counted that with a high level of strikeouts. So that's not something. Like too terribly concerning it or anything of that nature. But during that 14-game stretch to end the regular season, they were batting just 226 and scoring only 4.2 runs per game. As for the pitching staff, they had a team ARA of 6.38 over two added runs to the ERA. They were still averaging 9.2 strikeouts a game, oddly enough, but they added a about a walk and a walks to their ledger and ended up having 5.5 walks during that stretch, which anytime you give up more base runners and you're, you're not throwing quality strikes, which is what they were throwing strikes, but they were mixing in some, some of their, um, their strikes that miss were ones that hitters can put a good, good contact into the ball, put it into play either, or either that or put it over the fence, which they did several times in the last two series of the uh, regular season. And it's, it, it just didn't look like Louisville baseball to be quite frankly. And talking to head coach, Dan McDonald McDonald's after the regular season finale in that Miami series in the year. And you, I was sort of expecting him to be a little bit, you know, I don't know about angry because he hardly ever gets angry. We've only really seen him angry once this year. And that was because of the, of not having enough fans. And he, <laughs> he, he just sounded dejected. I th- his exact quote was that the players were physically and mentally tired, and you you can't really fault them for that. It was an odd season with uh, COVID protocols and whatnot. It's and it's 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 just weird to see a Louisville, a Dan McDonald coach, the Louisville team, just completely and utterly collapse down
1: the stretch. I think that's the biggest thing to me. It, it's normally Coach McDonald teams, you know, this time of the season. That's when we really look like we're in postseason form. You know, we get better as the season goes on. Kind of reminds you of like an old Patino team here in Louisville. Right before the tournament starts, that's when we look our best. And we've always done that under Dan McDonald. I think the biggest thing that stands out to me is, I mean, the batting average went down quite a bit, but the pitching, because beginning of the season, you know, our Achilles heel was our pitching. Giving up too many runs, walking a lot of batters. You know, we had some injuries. We had uh, a couple uh, people out with COVID and whatnot. But it seemed like the pitching staff had kind of gotten things back together. I think Roger Williams is one of the best pitching coaches in the whole entire country. And he he pretty much got the team, you know, right on track heading into the postseason. And then these last 14 games hit. And it was like, I don't know what happened. Because the the 4.32 ERA from the, you know, first majority of the season, that was inflated because of the beginning of the year. It really had started to come down that's something we talked about on the podcast. And yeah. then all of a sudden these last 14 games hit and it was like, I don't know what it's like. We reverted right back to where at the beginning of this season, after we had, you know, the whole experience, the whole season to kind of grow and figure things out as a staff, a lot of newcomers on this team. So I don't, I really don't know what went wrong other than like coach Mac said, you know, they get tired it, it, and yeah. it just it doesn't was, make a whole lot of sense how that happened to me.
0: It, it was like all of their individual issues, All came back together at once because one time to start the season, the the clutch hitting wasn't that great, you know, batting with runners in scoring position. And once that started to to get fixed, and the pitching staff started to like get hurt, and once some pitchers started to come back, then the bullpen just kept giving up run after run after run. But it was never I mean, there were some games where you had two of those separate factors piled in, but those for the majority of the first part of the season, or at least the first half up until the pit cancellation series of series of that cancellation, uh, like none of those issues had all compiled together. After that, the cancellation of the pit series, they all came back together in full force. Mm -hmm. And, and even talking to coach Mack, he said that, Coming back uh to the diamond after the nine ten-day layoff to face Clemson, and they, I mean they just got absolutely throttled at Clemson. Mm-hmm. They he said that the time off, the extended time off directly contributed to like why they looked so lethargic and whatnot in that series. But he thought that beyond that, it was just not playing great baseball. And uh based on what I had seen, I think just it was a snowball effect. I mean, had had Louisville looked better in that Clemson series, or at the very least not gotten swept. I'm not sure we're here talking about Louisville possibly missing the NCAA tournament because, but, but since, but since they did get swept in Clemson and in pretty convincing fashion, it just started to snowball from there. And they just honestly progressively looked worse as the season eventually reached its conclusion. I mean, they were shut out twice in five games. I've, they only had one shutout in the previous Three years, I believe, or something to that effect. And before, before the Clemson series, uh, Louisville had never been swept in conference play under Dan McDonnell. And they were swept three times in four weeks. Look, Coach Mack had never been swept at home. He got swept at home to end a regular season versus Miami. I mean, th- this team just looks like it's not clicking for them. And they and like Max said, they look gassed in every sense of the word. And and I hate that for them because they were playing such great baseball heading into that pit series. I'm looking up the schedule. Now Uh, they they beat Florida state at home, which is a team that they've historically struggled against since joining the ACC. They traveled to Virginia. I mean, Virginia had a little bit of a down year, but they still, they won the championship in the last five years. They're always kind of hard to beat at home. And Louisville's not been really great on the road this year. And they won that series. And then the midweek before the pit series, was supposed to take place they traveled to Kentucky and they got a win there so they had all the momentum rolling and in that Kentucky game the last game before the pit series they won 12 to 5 they won probably their most convincing game on the road all season so they, they had everything rolling for them and then it just the light switch went off and just everything started derailing from that point
1: and I, I hate to make another reference to the basketball team but if you look back to the you know th- this year's basketball team when they had the COVID pause I think they had a couple of them, but the one specifically, they came back, uh, they had a pause right before Wisconsin, and I think they got beat that game by, it was, I think it was close to 50 points, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And it, it just seems very, very similar to how the basketball team responded to the COVID pause they had. So, I don't know. We still have a little bit of baseball left. We'll get into that a little bit more. But, you know, hopefully they can right the ship in the ACC tournament and get a berth. But, you know, as of right now, um, I don't know. If their resume grants them a berth in the uh, NCAA tournament, but we'll kind of break that down now.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure it will either. But like you said, let's let's take a look at it. So overall, they finished the season at 27 and 21. I mean, we're we're used to Louisville finishing close to 40 wins is 40 wins a season and whatnot during the regular season. So, so to see them down in the high 20s is kind of it's weird to see. It is their strength of schedule. It improved a little bit and it's up to 57th. But their RPI is 68th, and that's down since the end of the Miami series. It was 66, and then once the rest of college baseball kind of shaked out, it got knocked out a couple more points, so it's, it's looked worse over the last couple of days. Uh, over the four quadrants in quadrant one, which is RBI 1 through 50, they're just 13 and 12. They're barely 500. And then for quadrants two through four, they're 14 at nine. I mean, not only are they – not really doing a great job to separate themselves from the pack against, you know, the elite competition, they're barely scraping by teams that they should beat relatively con- in relatively convincing fashion. I mean, and that's just something that they, that they had shown all season before they started this late season skid and whatnot. So, and it's no matter how you slice it, you can kind of cherry pick all the individual stats. All you want, you know, like best wins and things of that nature. But, At face value, this doesn't look like an NCAA tournament resume to me.
1: No, and I think I I looked back at the 2019 NCAA tournament field the other day. One thing that stuck out to me, TCU was the worst ranked team with RPI in the field, and their RPI was 59, and kind of the reason the committee gave was they had 12 wins against the top 50, which Louisville right now is sitting at 13 wins, so that does play into their favor, but... I don't know, I, you know, with the RPI stays in the 60s or, you know, if, you know, God forbid, if they take another loss and falls in the 70s, I just don't see it happening compared to what the committee did in the 2019
0: tournament. Yeah, and I went looking to the uh, the record for the 2011 team, which was the only team under head coach Dan McDonald at Louisville that has not gone into the NCAA tournament, and they finished at 32 and 29. And that's a win differential of three. And if Louisville knock on wood loses out in the ACC championship. Like they have a few times that'll put them at 27 and 23 with a win differential of just four. And considering the RPI is just going to tank even farther after the, like it's, it's, it's a guarantee that they're not in the Mm institution at that point. So before I recorded, we were started recording this podcast. I was kind of uh, telling myself if they make it out of pool play, I think that might be enough, but honestly, just going over it now and just look taking another look at it, I think I don't know if you you think you, that they have to win the entire ACC to get in and get the automatic bid through there, but I think they at the bare minimum have to get out of not only just get out of pool play, go 2-0 in pool play, and make it to the semis or the championship.
1: And the, the tough thing with the ACC tournament is. You know, if everybody in the pool goes two and one, the higher C just automatically goes to the single elimination tournament. Right. So, you know, if if Louisville basically they have to beat Georgia Tech and Clemson, that's the only way they could. I'm sorry if they all go one and one, because the only way they can advance it is if they go two and oh, they have to beat both teams.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into the minutia of the ACC uh, baseball tournament, because I know I had some people asking me, you know how does it break down because it's not like your typical single elimination format like a lot of people are used to with the basketball tournament and whatnot but before i get into that i just want to give little fans at least some semblance of hope uh, <laughs> i went looking at uh postseason projections d1 baseball hadn't released theirs yet but i went looking at baseball america's right now and lo and behold Louisville was in they were the uh, number three seed but hey they were in they were the three seed in Gonzaga's regional, all the way out in Spokane, Washington. So I know Louisville fans like to travel, but uh, <laughs> traveling traveling all the way up to the far, far corner of the continental United States might be a little bit of a stretch. But um, in that regional, it was Gonzaga with the number one seed. Oregon State as the number two team. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm not really sure how Oregon State is doing no. this season. But I mean, Oregon State is a proven baseball power. They've won championships. They're always really good year in and year out. And so that that'd be a formidable opposition right there. And then the four seed is Northeastern. And so this, I don't. I don't know what to think about this draw, because one, Louisville's not been good on the road. Period. So I've I've told you before. I might have said on this podcast before. Louisville needed to host a regional, not only just to have, you know, f- uh, fans in the sands watching Louisville play for maybe the last time of the season, but Louisville's not been good on the road at all. Like they, um, they've got a under 500 record by a lot on the road and they barely have a winning record at home. So they had, they had to host regional to be able to maybe make some meaningful noise in the NCAA tournament if they got there.
1: And and a couple of those losses they've taken on the road, you know, at EKU, they lost that extra inning game in Cincinnati, I think 13 to 12, if I'm not mistaken. 13 to 12, yep. You know, so it's not like they've, you know, gone to Vandy and gotten beaten and, you know, the powerhouse that got beaten. It's, you know, it it doesn't really matter who they've played. They're 8 and 12 on the road. They just haven't, you know, the road hasn't been very friendly to them this year. So the fact that they have to leave Jim Patterson Stadium, if they make a regional doesn't bode well for us this year in the postseason.
0: Right. And I'm kind of going back to the schedule. They are 19 and nine at home this season. You know, that's pretty good, but they're eight and 12 on the road. That's four games under 500 mm-hmm. going to a regional against teams. It's probably going to be of better competition than some of the road teams they face that doesn't bode well. I mm-hmm. mean, who's to say Louisville couldn't, you know, lay a goose egg to Northeastern who's in this, this uh, field of 64 projection with Louisville. It could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Louisville's taking losses to, like you said, Cincinnati to EKU. They they couldn't even pull off a home sweep against Western Illinois, which was one of was, statistically was one of the worst teams in college baseball last season. So even if they did get to a regional, th- th- there's it doesn't seem like there's a lot of hope.
1: I will say if we do make it to a regional, I don't like the location of Gonzaga, but the fact that they would be if they went there and Gonzaga was the one seed, I'd be okay with that. It's better than that's true. You know, going, you know, Mississippi State or Vandy or Arkansas oh, somewhere. God. Like, you know, I would much rather go to Gonzaga, um, just for the sake of winning. But as far as you know, fans and parents getting to the game, obviously, you'd rather stay closer to home. I think if we make it, just personally, I could see us in Nashville playing Vandy. That's just I've, either you know, in
0: Nashville or Oxford or Starkville. Oh man. Don't, don't get me wrong. That'd be great for fans to be able to travel. But, I mean, the the Mississippi's the two Mississippi schools, mm-hmm. they, they're allowed to have 100%. They've been allowed to have 100% for a couple months now. And if, if you guys don't know already, they are some of the rowdiest fans mm-hmm. in college baseball. If, if Louisville's had a bugaboo this season of getting behind early, and mm-hmm. if they get behind early in Dudley Noble, in – I drummed Swayze. I don't know why I blinked. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to bode well for them in that atmosphere because they they're nuts i mean it's the sec for god's sakes i mean that that's that's nuts already
1: well it's not very common that you go to a college baseball field and see you know 10 12 13 15, fans and if, if Louisville winds up in one of those regionals outside of andy that's what they're going to see in the sec yeah. so they they better get ready this is my plug vince tyree let's let's stick in the seats and jim patterson i mean right
0: let's get that but anyways let's move on now let's uh let's go on to the acc baseball championship we've kind of been alluding to that for a little bit but uh let's let me go ahead and break it down for you guys so the way the way that it works is that only 12 of the 14 teams that actually participate in baseball in the acc because one team i mean i'll I'll admit i didn't know this until about two or three years ago uh syracuse doesn't even have a baseball team now Mm -hmm. you know it makes sense because you know it's upstate new york and it's always cold outside and whatnot and i mean the football, football team plays in the carrier dome but you know it never really dawned on me to like like hey syracuse syracuse doesn't we've never played syracuse but anyways 12 of the 14 teams come in this year the two teams that were excluded were wake forest and boston college and so of the 12 teams that make it into the acc baseball championship it's divided into four pools of three teams, Pool A, Pool B, Pool C, and Pool D. And it's separated by seating and whatnot. Pool A has the first, eighth, and twelfth. Pool B has the second, seventh, eleventh, yada, 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 yada. So this year, Louisville is in Pool B with uh, number two ranked Georgia Tech, who won the Coastal Division, and then number 11th uh, seated Clemson. Now, um, for those of you keeping track at home, those are uh, two teams that Louisville did not exactly fare well against in the regular season. Uh, First off, we'll start with game one, which is going to be against Clemson. It'll actually be the very first game of the ACC Baseball Championship. It's going to be on Tuesday, May 25th at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, obviously. And before I get any further, all games, all the pool play games are going to be on regional sports networks and ACC Network Extra. As As it is for the regional sports network, I think that's Fox Sports South. Don't quote me on that, but at the very least, you can find it on AC Network Extra. Right, and then so Game One is going to be against number eleven seeded Clemson Tuesday, May twenty fifth, eleven a.m. Uh, Louisville went zero and three against Clemson in the regular season. They it was that first series after the um, the pit cancellation, and they lost thirteen to six, six to nine, or nineteen to six and thirteen to nine. So um, the bats came to play, pitching staff did not. So and since the pitching staff is starting to rebound a little bit, hopefully they can you know keep. Keep Clemson like off the scoreboard just enough for the bats to maybe wake up. We'll see. And then after that game, we have game two against number two seeded Georgia Tech on Thursday, May 27th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you know, Louisville did a little bit better against Georgia Tech. Now, this was earlier in the season. This was actually the conference opener for Louisville. They traveled down to Atlanta to face the Yellow Jackets. They won the first game, three to eleven, or eleven to three, rather. Then they lost the game two, and then they lost the rubber match five to four, and then fifteen to five. So that that was that was a series where the bats were absolutely flying. So it's no wonder that you know we're seeing Georgia Tech as the Coastal Division championship because that's that's a pretty well rounded team. Uh, the team who actually claimed the number one overall seed in the ACC baseball championship was Notre Dame. Now, and, and that leads me back to thinking: what would have happened if we were able to play that final game in the Notre Dame series if it didn't get canceled just because of a little breeze?
1: I know we've talked about it time and time again, but, you know, that Notre Dame game and then the Pitt series, those are just three big games that Louisville didn't have the opportunity to play this year that really could have boosted their resume with wins. Now, they had to win the games, but right. they didn't have the opportunity to. I agree.
0: And so, basically, we have the pool set up. Let me just go over it again. We know Pool B is GT, and Clemson. Pool A is Notre Dame, UVA, Virginia Tech. Pool C is NC State, UNC, and Pitt. Pool D is Miami, Florida State, and Duke. Now, just kind of looking at these, I think obviously it's kind of it's an easy pick to go with Notre Dame and pool A just because we've saw Virginia. They're they're okay. Virginia Tech, they really struggled after like starting out hot to begin the season. Georgia Tech and Louisville and Clemson. Eh, I I would like I it depends on what Louisville's team shows up in the pool, but but I've just having firsthand knowledge with Georgia Tech me on this is not implicit bias so don't get me wrong just because I cover Georgia Tech is not why I'm picking them to win that pool but they're a genuinely good team and we've we, Louisville fans have seen them and they know that they're a good team so I would probably pick GT to win that pool C is probably my toss-up because UNC looked good down the stretch and NC State really rallied in the second half of the season Pitt Pitt arguably crapped the bed as badly as Louisville did. Wow. Pitt might not even make it into the tournament. And I thought that they were one of the top three teams in the ACC like a month ago. So if at least this
1: we're – Pitt is the exact reason why the NCAA should not have released their 20 potential host sites before the season was over. Yes, 100% agree. There's, I mean, they went from a top 20 potential host site – to now they may not even make the tournament they're the 10 seed in the acc and we we allowed them to be in the top 20 when they released that but last week i just or two weeks ago it yeah, just doesn't so, make any sense to something
0: me. like that yeah and then we've got pool d with miami florida state and duke I, that miami fsu game that's going to be a good one to watch mm-hmm. so but but i i think i'd pick miami just you know recency bias and whatnot but anyways once we have a pool winner, so it's, it's a, before it gets that each pools are played round Robin, each team in the pool plays it, the other two teams once, and whoever's the winner of that pool goes on to the semis. Now let's say all the teams go one, one and one, which, you know, is possible in this, in this current format, then the highest seeded team in the pool advances. So let's say in pool B uh, Louisville goes one and one but so does Georgia Tech and Clemson. Well, Georgia Tech advances because they're the number two seed and they're the highest seed in the pool. That's just how it is. That's why we're saying that Louisville has to go 2-0 in the pool to advance. There, There is no other out. But, And then after you have the pools, then the Pool A and the Pool D winners, they score off in the semifinals, as do the Pool B and the Pool C winners. And then obviously the two winners of those games go on to face off in the championship game. The semifinals are on Saturday, May 29th. Championship game is on Sunday, May 30th at noon. And then we wait. We see if Louisville's going to make it into the postseason. But like I said before, Louisville absolutely has to make it out of pool play to have a shot. I think if they lose one of these games in pool play, you, you you mail it in at that point because I don't think they're getting in.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of people right now have Clemson on the bubble too. So Louisville has an opportunity to win two games against teams that are could potentially make the tournament. Obviously, Georgia Tech is in. But Clemson, another team that Louisville could be battling with to get in the tournament or not, and where Clemson slept or swept us earlier this year, you know they may have the leg up on it. So, two really big games, two important games, and like you said, I agree with you, Matt, 100. percent They have to win both of these games in order to get into the tournament, even have a chance. I think if you go 0 and 2, doesn't you're out. It doesn't matter. One and one, I still don't think it's enough. I know it's been an odd year, but I, I just I don't think one and one in the ACC tournament gets this team in the tournament with the RPI that they have right now.
0: No, I don't think so either. And besides, if the 2019, if they're showing then uh, in the ACC Baseball Championship tells them anything, they, they need to be prepared because Louisville was the number one team, the overwhelming favorite to win the ACC heading into the championship. They were in Pool A with number 12, Boston College, and they are also playing Clemson that year again. Mm-hmm. And then Boston College laid it to them in game one, and then they followed that up with a lost Clemson. Now, Dan McDonald teams have, unfortunately, since the – the big East days have not really looked all that great in conference championships, especially the ACC. Mm -hmm. I more, I can only count on one hand how many times I've made it out of pool play. In fact, it's, it's like the teams who have more to play for perform better. Now in the case in point the 2018 team, which was the first team in six or seven years, something of somewhere along those lines that wasn't hosting a regional. And then they ended up going to the their first ever ACC uh, championship game appearance. Now they ended up losing to Florida State in a, in a nail-biter of a game. I believe they ended up uh, giving away the lead in the, like the seventh or eighth inning somewhere, or it went to extra inning, something like that. It was, it was a good game. They had a genuine chance of winning that game, and that was a team where they knew they weren't going to host the regional, but they were still like you know somewhat solidly, squarely in the NCAA tournament. They just didn't know like where they were going to go. And then with, with this Louisville team, there's talks they might not need to get into the tournament, period. So I would expect that they would, knowing that they are literally playing for their postseason lives at this point, that they would hopefully have a better showing, kind of kind of like that 2018 team did. But we'll see. It, it depends on if they're able to replenish their mental and physical energy levels. Because I know Dan McDonald said that after, after the end of the Miami series, he told all the guys collectively including the coaches take a day off because even you don't practice every day that's not what he meant by that but like some people on off practice days like to get into the batting cage and you know get some swings in or get some throws in on the the, uh, practice mound and whatnot and he told everyone just take a day off to mentally and physically reset just forget about baseball for a day and let's just completely reset heading to charlotte so We'll, we'll see if this works. I hope it does for their sake, because they absolutely have to win. There's no bones about it.
1: Well, and, you know, like you said, this is something that's new to Louisville fans. We, you know, we really haven't had to experience this before. And going into the ACC tournament or Big Eastern, whatever conference we're in at that point in time, since we've been in a handful of them since McDonald's been here, we really haven't had to win the tournament we've you know we've had a national seed or a top 16 seed locked up that it didn't really matter what we did or we knew we were in but we've really never been on the bubble like this except was it 2000 what season we now make it 18 no yeah 2018 2018 that was the only you know season we really haven't had a chance to get in so this is kind of new to us um and you know something McDonald said the other day after the game as well, is we're gonna be without Luke Seed this uh tournament as well. So we're not gonna yeah. have him in the ACC not, only,
0: tournament. not only him, but Glenn Albany's as well albany's, so yeah. yeah, so that's two really crucial arms in the uh the pitching staff and two two people that you thought were gonna be, you know, starters in the two uh pool games were seed and mm-hmm. albanys. albany's was the Friday night starter to begin the season and, and Luke Seed looks great uh in his last uh outing until he suffered, I believe, uh McDonald said it was an, ele- an elbow injury elbow. in his throwing arm. So considering he's not just straight up saying he's out for the entire postseason, I don't think it's a super serious injury. And they're just, you know, using an abundance of caution, right. not pitching him in the AC tournament. But still, it's it's not great to have two of your two your presumptive team. starters for the pool plate not even available at all. So well, not only
1: that, just where we've been shifting the starters around so much lately, you know, you know, Kieran just moved back to the bullpen, you know, seed moved up to the Friday night starter. So you, we just got a lot of moving parts and then, then we lose seed. So it's like, you know, where do we go? And then with Albany's not pitching. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how Roger Williams kind of navigates these waters with a couple of his pitchers out.
0: If I had to guess, it would probably be uh, Luke Smith and maybe Tate Keener because Ke- Keener looked good. Keener his, looked good. He Keener did. looked good in that final game against Miami. I mean, had uh, the offense put up one or, uh, one or two more runs, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to win. And right. I don't think he has a de- – there's some pitcher on the staff with 11 appearances as a starter and not a single decision. I can't
1: remember who it is. I think it might be Keener. Well, Seed has – only has one decision if i'm not mistaken it's C. that's who i'm thinking of. i think he's got one loss i don't um maybe two after the miami game i'm not sure i think he got the second loss but but going in that going into that series he had 11 starts with one loss and that was it with it with the lowest era in the acc and he was 0-1 with and one
0: it, it was only be that way because <laughs> he wouldn't even reach the the necessary innings for do you get the starting decision because mm-hmm. he would, he would only go like maybe four innings maybe five in a five and one out and something of that nature. Like he would never go the full six to be able to be in line for the start. It would always go to the reliever behind him, which I mean, w- wins aren't really a great no. measure for pitching. That's more of like a, a, in a team a team said, "I mean, just look at look at D- Jacob Degrom over the last several years with the Pets. Right. I mean, his win loss percentage isn't that great, but he's he. No one is arguing that he's the best pitcher in baseball, and maybe even the best pitcher in the league, second to maybe Mike Trout or but Ronald he, Acuna or something. But like he that. can't win games. Nope, but, but that that's the Mets for you. <laughs> I can't say anything because I'm a Reds fan, <laughs> and they're just kind of barely <laughs> treading water. But anyways, this has been another episode of the Third and Central Podcast, going over the ACC baseball championship, uh, kind of giving a." overview of louisville's NCAA tournament resume and what they need to do to actually get go dancing and but we'll, we'll see uh what goes on down in charlotte north carolina i'm excited to watch some postseason baseball i assume you're excited to watch some postseason baseball yeah, I, I originally was going to go but i couldn't really fork over the funds and the time to go so i'll be sitting on the couch like everyone else unfortunately
1: yeah i will uh be working so if my boss is listening i'll be doing whatever i can to just pull it up on my phone or other computer screen to watch as much as I can
0: just t- just tell your boss it's important I'm
1: sure he'll right. understand. I said I know Vince has sent out the uh permission slips before to leave work so maybe I can get him to send out one of those on Tuesday morning
0: I really wonder if anyone's ever tried <laughs> that surely someone <laughs> has in fact I wish someone has because
1: I and I would hope that the boss
0: is a little fancy they could get a chuckle out of that before they just shoot them down
1: <laughs> uh, well I made you try it on Tuesday
0: <laughs> there we go once again this has been another episode of the third and central podcast your only your one and only louisville baseball centric podcast and if you liked what you're listening to why, why, why don't you go over and uh, like the podcast download and subscribe it'll help us out it'll help you out and we give you great baseball content who doesn't like that right but anyways hopefully louisville goes down to charlie comes back with a couple wins under their ledger and maybe maybe they won't be sweating it out on selection monday but anyways, I'm Matt McGavick, joined by Matt Sokovic, And in the immortal words of Sean we'll see you at the ballpark.